1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those, I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Sign up for a one dollar a month trial period at Shopify.com slash arsblog. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. a <laughs> llegar el gol del Arsenal Marca Mesuto Fil. Centro de gol de Kirangi tras un extraordinario espectacular
0: centro de Mesuto Fil. This is Arscast Extra.
1: Hello and welcome to another ArsCast Extra as always with James from Gunnerblog. Hello. Hello. Wow, was that a is that a delay?
0: Wow that was that did yeah, that was a massive delay, like five seconds
1: oh this, this could make the whole thing very complicated because you know when you see news reports and they uh, they start to talk to the person and then the person starts to talk, and then the delay kicks in, and then the other person stops and it's like, is it going to be like that
0: I don't know, and they've got cameras and stuff to go off, you know they sometimes they can see a monitor they can look they can see as if it looks as if someone's going to talk yeah, I don't know what we're going to do um.
1: Could we, like, um, I don't know, Snapchat each other or something? Or, I don't know, on our mobile phones? I, do you know what? I don't even have Snapchat. I don't really understand how it works. I have it, but I don't really understand how it works, apart from very occasionally I'll uh, take a picture of me making a stupid face and send it to my daughter. But then I mostly use sure. WhatsApp for that. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You've also got WhatsApp. But I suppose the advantage of Snapchat is presumably that that picture can disappear into the ether. You know she won't. Keep it and then use it against you at a later date.
1: There are enough of those pictures that she has already. I'm sure that she could uh, that she could <laughs> use against me. So that's why I, I try and be nice to her for the most part.
0: Good. It's a good policy with family. I it found sure is.
1: The thing is now about this particular podcast. As as always, it's with you. But as always, uh, as not always, I should say, you're you're not in the UK. You're in the United States again.
0: Again, I am. Again, I know, I keep coming, they keep letting me in. Customs is obviously you know, not quite as watertight as it used to be because I keep coming back. Yeah. Um, I'm in New York City.
1: That's a good uh, city to be in.
0: It is, in the state of New York. I like that. That's convenient. Makes forms quick and easy to fill in. New York, New York. Um, Someone yeah, should no, write a song about that. They should do. They should do. I was thinking about that because, you know, Frank Sinatra, he says he wants to wake up in a city that never sleeps. Mm-hmm. Presumably, if he does so, he'll be the first person to wake up there, if it never sleeps. Just a thought. Right. Fuck. I mean, it was, a, it was a really long flight, Andrew, so I had a lot of time to think about these things.
1: Your various New York songs, or was it Frank Sinatra in general, or just the, the whole sleeping, uh, city being awake and then a sleep thing?
0: Well, obviously, I had a playlist of, you know, specifically themed New York songs. But um, I came over on, what was it, Friday? Yeah, mm-hmm. Friday. Uh and we're now Monday, aren't we? And I'm loving it. I have to say, I have visited here, but not for about ten years. So I was essentially a child, more than that, only more than ten years. So I was effectively a child. I, I was a child. I don't know why I'm sort of you know uh, hedging my bets here. <laughs> a teenager, um, and so it's quite a different experience now. Yes, it's I do. Le- so. It's legal for me to do all sorts of things, um, and just sort of you know also seeing it from a bit higher up. About another foot
1: that makes a a big difference in a city as tall as New York
0: it does yeah I mean it's all relative I suppose the Empire State still looks sort of outrageously big Mm. but um, by the way that hammering that you might hear in the background don't know what that is I I imagine that's just a New York thing is it it's hammering right 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 it's a guy
1: with a hammer whacking it off something
0: Listen, mate, if you want to be in the podcast, just come round. I'll let you in. There's yeah, no need exactly. for this hammering.
1: Bring a casserole. <laughs>
0: exactly. We'll have a little party.
1: Yeah, you do anything for a casserole. So what have you been up to in New York this weekend? You've got a weekend in New York City. You know, you're know, uh, you you're, you're free, young, and single, and, and having a great time. What have, what have mm. you
0: done? I went to a pet shop. <laughs> um, I was lured into a pet shop by uh, this sort of site that was simultaneously very cute, and yet very tragic, which was all these tiny little puppies in oh. the window of this pet shop. I know yeah. it was sort of h- heartrending. And then I ended up spending, uh, you know, $600 fast. on a French yeah. bulldog puppy. <laughs> Basically, yeah, trying to squeeze them all into my hand luggage. Um, no, because I did think this is sort of slightly odd. People will say, oh mate, what did you get up from New York? Well, main, mainly pet shops to be honest, I was suckered in. Um, so I did that. I've done a lot of, you know, touristy stuff, um, sort of hitting all the big sites, you know, Statue of Liberty, that's, you know, that's impressive, isn't it? That makes you feel like you're in a film when you see that. Mm. Um, I had a look at Empire State. Didn't go up it because I get that vertigo. I get that thing that makes you want to jump off stuff, you know, so.
1: Hang on. What, no, vertigo is vertigo is not, doesn't make you ah. want to jump off it. Oh, right. That's just me, is it? I think that could be just you. You have a problem with heights, oh, no. do you?
0: Well, I don't I just I don't mind being up there. This is this sounds bad now. What sort of podcast is this? But I um, I don't mind being up there but once I'm up there I have this sort of slight urge of like, Oh, wouldn't it be interesting if uh, and then I have to sort of go away from the edge. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: they, they, they don't necessarily have you right on the edge where you can just take one step and, and go. They they have these barriers and railings and, and things like that to prevent people with the same mindset as you or perhaps slightly darker mindset from yeah. taking advantage of the the great
0: height. Um, well, thank God for that. Yeah. Thank well, God for that. Health and safety. It's not political Although, correctness gone mad. Yeah. I'm continually amazed. I mean, they have it on the subway here as well. Um and they have it on the tube in London, I'm continually amazed how easy it would be to fall off the tracks there. There's no barriers at all. There's just a yellow line. Mm. That's not stopping anybody. In rush hour, it's terrifying.
1: Yeah, but, but I, the, the um, common sense normally kicks in there that most people want to get onto a train and not onto the onto the tracks.
0: Again, see, again, I think it's just me, but I'm just those tracks. I just, you know, I want to get down there, play with all the mice. It's like the pet shop all over again.
1: So warm um, and inviting those. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyway, uh, the point being, I'm having a grand old time here. Central Park looks very beautiful, very autumnal, as you can imagine. Mm. Um, and it's just... It's just a bit of a mad place, isn't it? It's like, I mean, I live in London, so it's sort of not too much of a shock, but it still feels hectic. It still feels a gear up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's just lots to do and lots to see and lots of places to go, and everything's open pretty much all the time.
0: Yeah, bars are open really late, like four or something, which is handy. Yeah. And... um Food, all the food. I love all the food. They've got like a different town of every, you know, there's like little Italy and Chinatown and, you know, little Korea. I mean, any country you name, they'll have a little replica of it. Ti- tiny Ireland.
1: Away. Have you been down to Tiny Ireland yet?
0: I ha- Tiny Ireland. Is that real? I don't even know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's real. It's just there by uh, East Bogner. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, I'll get down there. I'll get down Do there. Do have, a, have I- a bowl
1: of stew. Keep you warm.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Get fully into it uh, in a Guinness, but um, yeah. Now I'm having a grand old time. What about? I mean, I feel almost bad asking, but what about Dublin? Is that how's that ticking over?
1: Uh, you know, you know. It's been. You know, it's it's still here. We're still here, and that's a, that's a good thing. Um, I had a you know fairly quiet weekend. Just been playing Fallout Four for the most part, which is uh, which is good fun but i'm uh. i'm I'm pretty weak as a character I don't mean me personally but my character uh is is quite weak they they have that thing at the start of the of the game where you have to like mold your own face this is what your character is gonna look like throughout the game you know oh amazing yeah amazing. It's, i mean it's brilliant and then you sit there for fifteen minutes and you go i'm a forty four year old man what the fuck do I care what I actually look like I shouldn't you know sure um, but I'm
0: quite you could weak. You make yourself moment. look young again. Yes,
1: yes. Wouldn't that be something without the surgery? Um, so yeah, I've been I've been playing that a lot and kind of killing um, cockroaches and small things. Uh, the the other things are a bit too powerful for me at the moment. Uh, I'm trying to build up right. my weapons and, and and scour around for stuff. So that's pretty much all I've been doing uh, for the weekend. Given that it is an interlull and everything, um, I, I think that's quite reasonable.
0: It does feel. It does feel more lully than most into us. Is that is that just because I'm not around that I feel have that perception, or?
1: Yeah, no, no. Know. It's it's genuinely because you're not around. I right? think, yeah. <laughs> I think football is is uh, you know is a, 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 a worse place off without you around. That's. Well,
0: uh, thank you very much. That's very kind. I, I quite agree. Mm. Um, no, but I do feel distanced from it. Ireland played in the qualifiers, did they not? They played They did.
1: They drew 1-1 one, one Bosnia. with Bosnia-Herzegovina. And mm. um, yes. That's a good
0: result, isn't it?
1: I think so. In a away goal. So the second leg is tonight in uh, in Dublin in Lansdowne Road. Oh, no, hang on. What's it called? The Aviva Stadium. Uh, far more evocative. Mm, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, that really sums up the whole thing. <laughs> An an insurance bowl, basically.
0: Hooray! Mm. I'm going to the insurance bowl. Yes, to watch. Lovely time.
1: To watch some football. Um, All right, well, we we should move on from that, I think, and talk a little bit about um, all the Arsenal news that's been going on.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, Be good if that guy said hammering again now just to fill the time to be honest it would be but look did you see the Matthew Flamini story this is unbelievable this is the, this is the story of the season surely whatever happens yeah yeah I he, mean he's got this company
1: for anybody who hasn't seen the story he's he set up a company when he was playing in Italy he met this uh, guy some guy I don't know you know how Matthew Flamini just everyone everyone flocks to Matthew Flamini if you know him you love him like Ooh, this Se- is, I mean, Sesk yeah. and Hebb and, and Rosicki they were like these four guys together but the central part of that was, was Flamini everyone loved Flamini they all wanted to be Flamini's best friend Massad Ozil he comes in 42 and a half million pounds he gets to choose who his best friend in the squad is he chose Matthew Flamini and well, while he was
0: we're beginning to find out why
1: aren't we yeah absolutely so while he was in Italy he set up um, a company called GF Biomedical and it it produces um, something called, I don't know how to pronounce it, levulinic acid, uh, a substance that can apparently replace oil in all its forms, which is amazing.
0: Olive oil. Yeah. You know, baby oil. <laughs> Every oil. Every, Every single kind of oil. oil.
1: Three in one. Vegetable, yeah. sunflower, peanut, <laughs> the whole lot.
0: Rape seed. Yes. Yes. Um, One for the connoisseurs there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what I, so, and this company, as far as we understand, it could potentially be worth 20 billion pounds.
1: Well, I don't know if he said it was the company that could be worth 20 billion pounds. I think he said it's the market market could be worth 20 billion pounds. But he said, we are pioneers. We are opening a new market. And this market is worth potentially 20 billion dollars or pounds. But you have to think, I mean, if it could replace oil in all its forms, mm. there's the hammer guy. Tell him to wait. We're, yeah. we're talking about actually something now. the um, timing's
0: all off. Jesus.
1: Um, surely it would be worth more than 20 billion pounds. I mean, how much is the oil industry worth um, as it stands? Billions and billions more than that. Billions Hundreds of billions. billions, billions, billions. Trillions. Squirrillions, which is more Why than trillions. Why isn't
0: trillion. this worth squirillions? I don't know. There must be some flaw in it. Mm. What, what I find most fascinating about this is that, having read the story, so he met this guy in 2008 after leaving Arsenal for AC Milan mm. and went into business with him on this idea in 2008 as well. So he went from meeting this man to ploughing a substantial amount of money into a company with him in a matter of months. It was a whirlwind romance. Maybe he's just very, very decisive. He knows what he wants. Maybe this man said, do you want 20 billion pounds? And he was like, yes. Yeah. And he's like, I've got a big fat signing on fee here from AC Milan. (laughs) And to be honest, I don't know what to do with it.
1: Yeah. I got, I Bosman the fuck out of my bank account. Um, Yeah,
0: let's go for it. Yeah. And also he's kept it a secret for like seven years. Yeah. Did you read this part of it? He didn't tell his family or? Yeah,
1: that's right. That's, that's a very strange part of it, I guess. Maybe he was slightly embarrassed by it. Maybe he thought this guy that he went into business with was some kind of a con man and didn't want to tell anyone for fear of being, you know, slightly embarrassed by it. Oh no, I've been ripped yeah. off by this guy. He said he could turn some kind of acid into oil, all the oil in the world. And people that's would what have gone.
0: Alchemist. Come
1: on, Matthew. You big eja, what are you thinking? What were you thinking of? That's a ridiculous thing. That's ridiculous. There's not yeah, like an alchemist. But no. Maybe that's what it was. And then all of a sudden they figure out it's um they figure out it's it's worth twenty billion, and now he's he's coming out strong with it. Look at me, Matthew, I'm the I'm the businessman of all time. Um, it
0: is boring. Do you think that this puts a different complexion on Flamini's love of the Bosman transfer. Do you think, you know, we were always like, oh, it's very mercenary of him. But actually, what he was trying to do was maximise his earnings so that he could invest them into a company that could ultimately save the world.
1: Truly the greatest philanthropist the world has ever seen.
0: Exactly. Exactly. The selflessness of running down his contract, Mm. I think, has been tragically overlooked.
1: Yeah, people want to give him a hard time. Instead, he's investing in our future, our children's future, their children's future. But after that, the world
0: will be doomed anyway. A a meteor will hit after that anyway, so it doesn't matter. But until then, his influence will be significant.
1: Mm. It's a pretty cool story, though, isn't it?
0: It's very cool, yeah. It's also just like on a, a slightly more serious note, it's quite cool to see a footballer doing something genuinely interesting, I suppose, you know, mm. like they, they have a lot of free time and I, th- I don't feel like many capitalise on it.
1: Yes, that's true. Uh, but I mean, a, a lot of them don't necessarily know what to do with their money either. And I think there are probably around the world of football. Actually, I read something in the Sunday Times a couple of weeks ago about a lot of footballers who invested in some property scheme. Uh, I don't know. It was one of those ones where they build things somewhere, uh, right, you know, that yeah. kind of property.
0: I am aware of them. Okay. Yeah.
1: So anyway, a lot of footballers invested a lot of money with um, with this particular company, and it turns out it was all it all went really wrong. I think Kevin Campbell, former Arsenal striker Kevin Campbell, lost something like seven million pounds. Martin Ooh. Keown was involved in it. Danny Murphy, I think, involved
0: in it. Ah, uh, yes. I saw this. Martin Keown lost a lot of money. Yeah.
1: You know. So you have these you have these people who are are um, very good at at persuading people to give them money or invest money in whatever little scheme they've got going that isn't necessarily anything other than I don't want to say that that one in particular I'm not referring to that one but there's the danger that you could get you could put money into places where it's not going to give you any kind of return whatsoever indeed you might not Mm -hmm. ever get the money back and footballers
0: being I'm sure there's a lot of people oh he's drilling yeah I'm sure there's a lot of people I don't know what he's doing Hammer, drill. I mean, it could be as simple as putting a picture up, but let's imagine it's more complicated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe
0: disposing of a body.
1: Could be, because, you, yeah, you'd need the, the hammer to sort of bash out the fingers. Of course. Hmm.
0: But, yeah, I mean, as with footballers, as you say, I'm sure there's a lot of people making suggestions to them as to how they might invest it. Yeah. And it must be difficult to see the wood from the trees in that respect.
1: Yes, and Matthew Flamini doesn't need to see wood or trees because he's got all the oil in the world now.
0: He's, he's seeing the levolinic acid from the oil, isn't he? That's mm. the thing.
1: I mean, it, it does beg the question, and I think actually, maybe I noticed that before, but a couple of people in the question section for today were going, well, what about uh, Flamini? Is the next owner of Arsenal. What about that? What a turnaround that would be. He could buy out Stan, watch- buy out Usmanov. Then, given that he is the most uh, generous, forward-thinking, philanthropic man in the world, what he could do is he could spread out the shares and make Arsenal this fan-owned club that could be, you know, we could all have a say in what happens. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that make things better if all of us had to vote? Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, imagine, because when you look on Twitter, what you can definitely see is that, the fans have a very sensible and rational mindset of how to run the club. Oh, absolutely, So I can't see, yeah. can't see any issues with that sort of model.
1: No, no, not at all. And certainly the ones who who, uh, who make their voices heard the loudest. They're, they seem the, the smartest the, Yeah, me. they've got the best ideas about what we should do as a football yeah. club. So, I mean, I think the, the sooner we get those guys running the show, you know, representing the rest of us, you know, with, sure. with our votes... I think, you know, it would bring about an era of unbridled success for this football club. There's no question about it.
0: Now, listen. What? Enough about <laughs> what? What? Um, what? You've sort of implied to me that there's no Arsenal news, but I've just been Googling around, you know, fiddling here and there while I've been sat here, and you've neglected to tell me that Arsenal are signing Lionel Messi.
1: Well, I was saving it as a surprise for you for later on right. in, in the podcast, and now, now you've uh, ruined that. I hope you're happy. Uh,
0: sorry, sorry, but I can't. But I mean, uh, you know, it's not even, it's not even in your blog this morning, is it?
1: No, I, I, I did see a headline on News Now. <laughs> I, I got up at half six this morning and I looked at News Now, and it said something. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was about Messi and Arsenal, and I looked at it and went. Oh, fucking Jesus. Just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the Light Daily Star. Lionel Messi opened to move to Arsenal was the uh, the headline uh, in the Telegraph, and that they actually have it in quotes as if somebody has said, Lionel Messi opened to move to Arsenal, which I guess somebody just did say um, out loud for the laugh. And now here we are.
0: Here we are. I believe someone at the Daily Star initially said it, and apparently he's willing to do it for a mere £600,000 a week.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, there are a lot of things that I would be willing to do for £600,000 a week.
0: Sure.
1: He's sure. got, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that he's got, you know, some bills to pay or, or anything like that. I wonder, has that got right. anything
0: to do with it? I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe some sort of... Uh yeah, there has been some controversy, hasn't there, about but, his tax status?
1: Yes, indeed. I mean, his uh, his accountants, Rednap and Redknapp, uh say that <laughs> <laughs> everything is in perfectly uh, fine order. But right, uh, okay. I think the, the Spanish authorities are, 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 are wanting to have a word. So maybe, you know, move jurisdiction, earn big, send some money back. That's how you do it.
0: Maybe if Flamini's business takes off in the next 12 months, you know, then in the summer, he could just supplement the, you know, the extra £500,000 a week into Messi's contract and smooth everything over.
1: Look, I think that's probably the only way it could possibly happen. Right, yeah. <laughs> Either that uh, or somebody wins the Euro Millions, you know, 20 times in a row. Uh, Ivan Gazzidis or Dick Law doing the, doing the numbers every week. But yeah, I mean, look, it's a ludicrous, ludicrous story. The idea it that is. <laughs> that Arsenal, i mean, I'm sure Arsenal would take Lionel Messi. Absolutely.
0: Do you think, or yeah, yeah. I think they'd find? Room I think they him. probably yeah. could
1: fit him into the team somewhere. All right. Okay. Um, but six hundred thousand pounds a week—is that net? Do we know? Is that after tax? Or? I, I don't
0: think it makes a difference to Messi, does it? I think he's just—I <laughs> uh, yeah. don't think he's worrying about that. No, it um, all just gets squirreled away. Yeah So we'll go somewhere mm. But um Yeah so that's exciting Obviously Yeah And what about What about players On international duty I heard that Santi Cazorla Did an, another goal He did another um,
1: goal Yeah he's I think he's got three now For Spain so far This, what's going uh, this on, season going
0: on And yet Nothing You know He can't score for Toffee Can he for Arsenal
1: No No Um Good goal too Lovely curly finish Into the bottom corner
0: Infuriating Yeah I'm Doing it for the wrong team Yeah Um but I'm trying to, think, trying to think. I'm trying to
1: think. Anyone else who's out there? Uh, Alexis, of course, has, has played for for Chile. He's uh, right. he did 90 minutes in their game against Colombia, and they play tomorrow okay. night against Uruguay. So I, I assume he's going to play. I assume he's going to play 90 minutes there as well. Um, well who think. else?
0: Oh, Giroud scored. Did he not in the? I mean, not probably entirely now forgotten France game. Mm.
1: He did um, score against uh, against Neuer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there you go. you so, got a decent habit of doing that of late.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know who's involved. In, I guess Koscielny and Juru will be involved in the uh, in the France England game. Kieran Gibbs, I think, is the only Arsenal player um, called up to the England squad. Uh, elsewhere, I think, Petr Uh Who else? He's playing for Czech Republic. I don't know who else. Um, Well,
0: uh, Glenn Kamara played the full 90 minutes of the Finnish under-21 side's defeat to Austria. (coughs) Anyway. Well, uh... I mean, you know, I'm just scrolling through Arsenal.com, Andrew. I'm just giving you what they're telling me.
1: I know. I'm sorry, my mind just went completely Um, blank there. I was trying to think of anything to say to that, and I just was like... (laughs) Nothing, genuinely <laughs> oh, nothing to dear. say. Um, well, look, that's that's the roundup then of all the all the Arsenal news. So, will we take a break? It's all the big news. We will take a break, but uh, when we come back, I've got something exciting.
0: Oh, okay, I look forward to it.
1: Welcome back to the ArsCast Extra. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions or take your questions, subjects for discussion, sent to us on Twitter at Gunnerblog and Arsblog. But before we do that, James, what's the mm. weather like there? Is it cold? Is it
0: It's sort of very windy, sunny but windy. Right. Beautiful dappled light coming through the trees.
1: Right. Temperature wise, how is it? Chilly. 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 There's that guy. Drilly. 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 drilly, very drilly. But look, it's getting colder um, all over the world, apart from the places where it doesn't get cold at all, or, you know, the other side of the world where it's beginning to get warm. But look, regardless of that, it's the time of year for Savile Rogue. Right, Savile Rogue, oh, who make all the great cashmere hats and scarves and gloves and, and jumpers and sweaters and all kinds of stuff. And as always, they've given us some good prizes to give away. We've got some prizes today to give away. What we have today are two pairs of cashmere wrist warmers. Woo. Wow. Wrist warmers. That's awesome. I, I was just going to say, I've never worn a wrist warmer. It sounds, it sounds very cozy, though. It certainly does. I've never, you know, I've never had my wrists warmed before. Sure. I mean, oh, we've wow. got cuffs and things. But anyway, this could add an extra layer of warmth to your wrists, which I think is something everybody looks for in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as well mm-hmm. as that, we've got two beanie hats. Two beanie hats and two pairs of cashmere wrist warmers, which is four prizes. And all you have to do to win one of these prizes is answer the question that James is going to
0: give you right now. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know about this.
1: I just, um, figured, I just remembered, so I said that you could do it.
0: Okay, so a a factual question with a correct answer. Sure. Something Arsenal related, I guess. Okay. Um, All right, let's do Matthew Flamini. Let's do a Matthew Flamini themed question. Right. And, okay, the question is against who did Matthew Flamini score his first Arsenal goal? That's a good question. That's the question.
1: That is the question. All right. To enter the competition, all you have to do is email competition at com. Competition at com. I'm going to be doing uh, another, I think I'm going to be doing another quiz or, or competition on Friday's artcast. Anyway, we'll either give you the winners on Friday or next Monday. So um, get emailing.
0: I'll level with you now. I don't know the answer, so I'm immediately out. Um, well, you're out right you right anyway. Yeah.
1: You're out. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's
0: one of those, you know, where you, you know, people involved in the thing can't win the prizes. Right, right, right. But the thing is, I need as much protection and padding as possible around my wrists. You know, I'm always breaking them. Breaking them. them.
1: Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. True, true. Well, look, maybe, <sighs> maybe we can do a deal. And look, if you want to go to the Savile Rogue website, savile-rogue.com, you get ten mm-hmm. percent off. Any Arsenal stuff or anything that you want from the website, uh, you get ten percent off by using the code ten arsblog. Ten arsblog.
0: Fair enough. Maybe I'll do that. I'll give that a whirl then.
1: Yeah, try ninety arsblog. See if that helps. Well, yeah, it won't just try work. all the numbers. hundred arsblog. <laughs> hundred and two, and it comes with yeah. two <laughs> pound coins.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stuck to um, the thing. Will we do okay. questions. Yeah, I think we should. I mean, I don't know what else we're going to do. Yeah, that, that's, um, yeah, more competitions, I suppose. <laughs> Um, I'll ask I'll ask you one I'm going to seize the initiative you do that Uh, let's see how it goes I mean I I was so confident and now I feel I'm faltering Um, this question comes from Richard who's at Richard Cole 90 he says been thinking about this recently that's how he starts Mm. so you know he's during this interlop, he's had a bit of time to sit back, reflect.
1: No, I like that. I like he, that. I like a man who doesn't just sort of blurt out the first question that comes into his head on Twitter. You know, he's had yeah, he's had a, he's had
0: a good good think about it. He's probably thought Considered very long approach. and hard
1: about how to ask the question too, because that's important.
0: Mm, well, here we go. So this is what this is what he's come up with. Who would you rather finished fourth, Spurs or Chelsea? Um, I can sense straight away you're not really happy with either. You're still holding out hope for Leicester.
1: I certainly am. Who would I rather finish fourth out of Chelsea or Spurs?
0: I think assuming the top three is the two Manchester clubs and ourselves. Yeah. Well...
1: (sighs) uh, You know, the thing is, basically... Um, yeah, And when it comes right down to it, the fact is, and it remains, fundamentally, I'm opposed to it on every level. And as such, right. I believe that maybe, uh, you know, it's difficult to categorize in the right way. So... From that point of view, cheese sandwich, please.
0: Okay. Perfect. Um, Who would you rather finish fourth between those two? Right. Well, I won't say cheese sandwich because you've taken that option.
1: Yeah, I got there way ahead of you, man.
0: Yeah, which obviously is what I was going to say. I think think my optimum scenario, if one of them has to finish fourth, and granted, this seems far-fetched at this stage... But would be that it would be Tottenham, but that oh no, hang on. Hang on, hang on,
1: hang on. Mm. See, you're you're you've just tripped yourself up in your own mind there,
0: haven't you? Yeah, I have yeah. tripped myself up. I was trying to come up with a scenario where Tottenham uh finished fourth, but then somehow were still not eligible for the Champions League. And the only that way that Chelsea winning Chelsea it. Chelsea winning it. Uh, unless. What if <laughs> if Arsenal's league form collapsed uh, entirely, so that we finished, say, sixth, but won the Champions League in in, in a complete reversal of our current fortunes, uh, thus denying Spurs a place in the Champions League? That would be quite good, despite the collapse of our title challenge. Mm. Um, yeah. However. That feels improbable on every front, really, because obviously we're going out of the Champions League and we're going to win the Premier League. Mm. Um, Definitely. So I don't know. If you asked me a straight choice, they would actually go into the competition. (sighs) I feel like it would help Tottenham more than it would help Chelsea. Yeah. And helping Tottenham's not something I want to see happen really, you know.
1: Yeah, because remember when United fell out of the Champions League and we thought,
0: ha ha ha, you yeah. you you Egypts, you're not
1: even in the Champions League. You won't be able to sign any good players. And then they signed Angel Di Maria, who is yeah. a very good player, despite the fact that it didn't work out for them there. And when you have a club with the spending power of Chelsea, you know, a season out of the Champions League isn't going to make it difficult for them to sign players because they'll say, uh, do you want to sign for us? And the player will say, well, no, not really, because, you know, I'd rather play in the Champions League. And they'll say, well, look, we'll we'll get back in the Champions League because we're investing a lot of money in the squad on players like you. And here's an extra 50 grand a week. How about now? Would you like to play for us? And the guy will go, OK. You see
0: exactly, exactly. So, I think I would probably stick with Chelsea. Just a, a question of sort of better the devil you know, you know. And I don't, I don't really want to be handing out any favours to to Tottenham. So, but I mean, God, it's not a, it's not a pleasant thought. I'm very much, you know, aboard the the Leicester bandwagon. Cheese sandwich, and cheese sandwich as well. Mm. Another top contender.
1: Well, yeah, okay, a bit, of a, a bit of a Hobson's choice, that one, so uh, hopefully we've answered that question uh, to the fullest extent possible. I think we've mm-hmm. given it as much time as it I deserves. Mean. So here's another question, and this one comes from uh, Mel O'Reilly. All right? Mm-hmm. He says, I've fallen down an abandoned mine shaft. I'm fatally oh, wounded, fatally wounded, right. and incredibly alone. Should, should we rest Alexis for Saturday <laughs>
0: uh, it's the, do you know what given that he's fallen down that mine shaft it's lucky he had his phone on him and could still tweet in his question to the Ask Cast Extra
1: I'm just hopeful that we can get the podcast down in time for him to listen to it as, uh, before he dies because- well, let's
0: hope Let's hope he's conserving his battery to send that question and listen, download and listen to that podcast, and not doing anything stupid like calling the emergency services.
1: Yeah, or playing Angry Birds. Give it a rest, man.
0: Give it a rest. You've got to prioritise now. This it'll, is crunch time. It'll eat your battery. It will do. Mm. Greedy little birds. Um, should should <gasps> Speaking we? Speaking of a birds,
1: l- actually, just be, yeah. Be, before we get on to that, go go. I watched this program last night called The Hunt. Hunt with, uh, it's a BBC nature show.
0: Um, okay. And... Oh, yes, yes, I've heard of it, yes.
1: yes. David Attenborough, of course, is uh, narrating. And they were showing, you know, hunting in the forest. So they had, like, some monkeys hunting other monkeys and, and uh, spiders, uh, hunting other spiders and all kinds of things. And, and these things that go on in the forest. But then they showed this, um, this bird, which is the most terrifying-looking bird I've ever seen in my life. It's
0: called, Is it a London pigeon?
1: No, no, it's called a harpy eagle. A harpy
0: eagle. I think eagle. that's a mythical creature, isn't it? What's going on here? Uh, a honestly. Harpy, isn't it harpy like, I'm Googling it now. Harpy eagle. Google harpy it. eagle
1: like, and go to images and there's one like on the right-hand side. Or maybe you won't get the same results as me, um, but there's one with a kind of an orangey background and this bird.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's got like a sort of headdress yes. look to it.
1: Isn't it the most fucking terrifying thing you've ever seen?
0: It is pretty scary. Yeah. Um, it looks like a mean bastard. I f- heard a crazy fact about hawks the other day, just to sort of, you know, go back to the kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. Falcons. We were talked about falcons, you know. We ages have done. Ago, didn't we? Epis- mm-hmm. Episodes and episodes ago. Hawks, apparently, certain hawks, stand on top of each other's shoulders <laughs> in order to help them see further distances. This is Harris Hawks, apparently, and the, the highest on. number that's ever been. <laughs> yes, uh, listen, I'm telling you, it's true. And the highest, <laughs> the <laughs> highest number that's ever been observed is four hawks stood on top of each other. What? Why? To, to in order to observe better.
1: Why don't they just fly a tiny bit higher?
0: I don't know, but apparently this one they do. I, I'm yet to ascertain whether or not they've ever tried to, you know, put on a trench coat and walk into a bank to withdraw money. But that feels like the natural evolutionary step.
1: Absolutely. They're like uh, uh, four six-year-old hogs trying to get into an 18s movie.
0: With a fake moustache on the top one and glasses. He looks the oldest, put him on the top. Um, But, yeah, I was was staggered by that information. There you go. So science fact for everyone at home. I'm looking at this. I mean, this looks like a demon, this bird you're showing me now. It's
1: fucking hideous. And I'd had a couple of glasses of wine and I would thought, well that thing is gonna it's gonna get Don't in my you. dreams. Oh my god, there's some, some really scary pictures. Oh there's oh my god. So harpy eagle, go away, please. I never want to
0: meet a harpy eagle. This is like the the animal of your nightmares. Yeah. I mean Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Anyway, so, back to uh, back to the question. Yes, what we're we talking about. I've got no idea, genuinely.
1: Basically, whether or not we should let Mel O'Reilly die down a mine shaft, uh, and whether or not Alexis should be rested for the weekend.
0: Okay. Um, and are those two things linked? Like, can we only do one? Or if, if I choose to rest Alexis, does it mean I'm sacrificing mine shaft Mike or whatever his name is, Mel? Mel, sorry.
1: Mindshaft Mel.
0: Yeah. Sounds like um, a
1: Simpsons character.
0: It sounds like a sitcom waiting to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> what will happen in the shaft this week? <laughs> uh, which he is going go? straight
1: to hell. Come yeah. on, and join Mindshaft Mel.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Imagine. It'd be great. Um, By the way, we are, we are copywriting that, so keep your beady hands off our idea.
0: Yeah, that's right. I to be honest, I can't believe we've talked about it on air. We were so naive. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a golden idea. Brilliant premise, and we've, we've let it out there for the world. Mm. Next week, it'll be turning up on HBO or something like that. Yep. Gutting. Yep. Um, Alexis, though. Rest um, or not? Rest to rest or not to rest. I think, oh, God. He's definitely going to play, isn't he, for Chile in midweek? There's mm. no way they're going they're not going to rest him. No,
1: it's a qualifier.
0: It's a qualifier, it's a big game. I mean, you know, so what have we got? We've got West Brom away, then we've got Zagreb, is it, on Tuesday? Mm. And Mm. then Norwich away on the Sunday. Zagreb is at home. Zagreb is at home, yeah. Um, I'd say that might be where we could rest him. I know that might seem nonsensical because he's got all the travelling and stuff to do this week and he'll probably only really get back, you know, Thursday or whatever it is and then just have training on the Friday. But I think West Brom away is by no means an easy fixture. I'm not saying Zagreb at home is either, but I just feel with home advantage, we we might be able to win that one without him. Mm. So that might be the one where I'd look at, at dropping him out of the side. But what about yourself? Yeah,
1: I think I'd feel more comfortable resting him for the for the Champions League game than for West Brom away. Like you say, it's going to be tough. It's a Tony Pulis side. We know what they're like. Um, they're, they're always difficult to play against. And again, you know, we come back to the thing where we don't necessarily have a, a huge amount of options. It's not like we can rest him and play Walcott or rest him, you know, for, for Welbeck, for example. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think... Are we, could... are
0: we expecting... Aaron Ramsey and Aaron, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain to be back in contention for this game.
1: Yes, and uh, Hector Bellerin as well.
0: Okay, well, that's something, certainly. So o- Oxlade-Chamberlain's the guy who we're probably looking at as his replacement in one of these games, yeah? Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, knowing Arsene, I suspect Arsene will... I suspect Arsene might play him in both, you know? Like, <laughs> you just he just does tend him forever. to, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what he likes doing. Um, and it wouldn't blow my mind at all to see Alexis used in both these games. But if I had to choose one to leave him out of, I think I'd feel more comfortable with the Zagreb one, partly because we're at home, but also partly because although we need to win to stay in contention for the competition, that still feels like uh, less of a a priority, I guess, because it feels less realistic than our our Premier League aspirations, which feel, you know, like something could be on there. So Mm. every point is is really precious.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, I think Um, so.
0: And as for the mine, I mean... I don't know what to suggest, really. Um, any, any thoughts for what we could do for Paul Mal?
1: Um, we could, like, name the mine after him.
0: Yeah. 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 That seems, that seems nice enough. Rest um, in peace. Rest in peace. Okay. Uh, let's have another question. This okay. is from... You seem surprised by my decision to have another question. It's as if you're unfamiliar with the format. So <laughs> Super Ovi, who's at Dove 2000. I don't know what that means, Dove 2000, if Dove... it's like a new, I don't know.
1: Well, it's the new... past. That's the history. You, you used to be a case you could put 2000 on something and everyone went, ooh, it's the future. But now it's like fucking 16
0: years ago, practically. That's true. I was thinking about this. Star Wars is set in the past. What? But it's a long time ago in, in a... a galaxy far, far away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think of it as the future, don't you? Automatically, because it's in space. Yeah. Very profound, guys. I'm very profound at times. So uh, <laughs> Super Ovi at Dove 2000 asks, with Jack Wilshire possibly coming back earlier than expected, that's probably a conversation topic in itself, do you expect, I, lo- I know you love these questions, do you expect any activity in the January transfer window?
1: <laughs> um, no. No. I don't either. No, no. To be honest, I you know,
0: I think a Danny Welbeck setback would be the only thing that I think could change that.
1: Yeah, yeah. If if we lost somebody else, or if one of the players that's supposed to come back isn't going to come back, we might we might be in the market for a for a loan signing, perhaps. Yeah. But apart from that, you know, I don't I don't see it. Um, i don 't see anything happening again until until the summer unfortunately super OV dove two thousand man. not going to happen
0: I agree with you how do you uh, are you optimistic about these these stories about Jack Wilshire coming back possibly in time for December? Do you think that feels possible
1: well you know i I, I take them with a, a a pinch of salt a
0: pinch come on <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a you know a, a, a barrel full of salt. I yes, think.
1: some large receptacle full to the brim of salt, packed mm. into another receptacle which is also full of salt, and then transported to me in the shape of a salt mine, a mine shaft
0: of salt. Yes. Let's say, preserving uh, the body of poor Mel. But I think
1: he was um, on. He was on the official website today, Jack Roosher, saying, "Look, I'm feeling good, but I'm not going to rush it. I won't rush it. I won't come back too early." He says, I'm trying as hard as I can to come back. I know what it takes because, unfortunately, I've been injured a few times in my career. And I know, <laughs> I, know, I know what it takes to come back. I'll make sure my body's right. And at the moment, I'm feeling good.
0: So that's good. He's feeling good. Oh, that is good. Yeah, that is good. I mean, look, I think, do you think, have, have we missed Jack Wilshire?
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. You know, I think, yeah, we, I think you can so. make a case that we've missed Welbeck and Wilshire. Um, you know, you, you I might,
0: think you can make a case for Thomas as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the, just from a very basic point of view, you wonder what Aaron Ramsey's hamstring have gone if the manager have been able to, you know, rotate a little bit um, in, in previous games and maybe some of the games where we didn't quite hit our heights think of the Tottenham game where clearly the the um, the tiredness of the squad was a factor in our performance that day you know maybe that one point could have been uh, three points if you've got mm. the players to bring in so yeah I think we have we have missed him for sure very interesting to see what Chavi said about him did you see that?
0: Yeah I did see that actually mm. yeah um I mean, he has actually spoken in praise of Wilshire a few times. I I think he was probably quite struck by those games back, when was it? I don't know, around 2008, something like that, 2009, those Champions League matches where Wilshire was really outstanding when he was first breaking through. Maybe maybe a little
1: after 2010, was it? Yeah, Yeah. something
0: like that. Um, And I think, obviously, that's had quite a big uh, impact, but I don't think that doesn't really shock anyone who, who... has seen Wilshire at his best because, he, you know, technically he is excellent and he, he is un-English in some respects. Mm. Um, but these injuries, you know, have really derailed his career. And I think we're all just optimistic that he can finally get past that. I do think that we have missed him. I do think that it's not so much about even necessarily his, him as an individual, him having a regular place in the first 11. But when you look at our subs bench, there has been that thing of late where it's like, well, I can't see anyone here who could... Necessarily increase the tempo or increase our attacking threat, mm. but uh, you know, with him, with Welbeck, with Rositsky, we would look like, like have a more dynamic options. I think from the subs bench. So hopefully, yeah, he is back soon.
1: All right, here's a question from Tyler Jones. Okay, and uh, he's at Gyler Tones. I see what he did there.
0: Yeah, uh, that- nice, <laughs> nice.
1: That's good. I like it. Anyway, he wants to know. If you could choose your five best penalty kick takers of all time, who would they be?
0: Arsenal players or any? I,
1: I think any players.
0: Uh, no no Googling now. No, no, no Googling. Don't worry. Um, uh, by the way, I've sent you a picture of a harpy eagle. I don't know if you've received it. I've just emailed it to you. Oh, I'll just it, check,
1: my, th- I'll check my email. I think it
0: will terrify you. It's a man in a jungle of some description cradling a harpy eagle like a baby in his arms and it's looking at him like i want to eat your face yeah yeah
1: it looks is it just- injured or no actually they've got his uh they've got his talons wrapped in some kind of um shroud or something and then takes oh, up-
0: to... Stop a harpy eagle. It's it's a trap the harpy eagle has set to lull yeah. the man into a full sense of security before he springs up and eats his face. Fucking terrifying,
1: terrifying anyway. creatures. Anyway, go just on.
0: Trying to, just trying to put the frighteners on. Yeah, thanks you. So, very much. I appreciate that. Uh, Matthew Letizier would be in there for me. For sure. For sure. He was pretty good. I think he missed one, did he? Dave Besson or something saved it. I don't know. I think he missed one in his career. Mm. Um, not bad. Um, who else is good? Uh I mean I used to think Hazard was pretty good, but he's he's his bottle's gone.
1: Well he's Zosty, missing he's his. missing them on purpose now, isn't he? Because he Yeah, um, that's the thing. You know. He's missing I them. do
0: like that style. I like the sort of wait wait and roll it, you know. Yeah. Um the Lauren approach, uh as it were. Yeah. Uh,
1: Lauren, although we'll Lauren. never will
0: never quite know if he meant to do that Lauren or if he was just so cool that he just thought, I'm just gonna score whatever I do, it'll go in. Yeah. Um who else is good? Someone who could just smash it really hard. I mean, I used to enjoy Julian Dix. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember those penalties? Yes, he
1: used to, he used to hit them. The, the, the sort of a, an on-target Stuart Pearce kind of thing.
0: Exactly, exactly that. I mean, it was one of those where like they went straight down the middle, but that wasn't a worry because the goalkeeper would dive to the side out of genuine terror. <laughs> um, so I'd have Dix, Letizia...
1: Shearer was uh, Shearer was a very good penalty taker.
0: Do you know why I like Shearer's penalties? He often went top corner. And I think people always say, oh, I'll go bottom corner... But I, th- I don't know. I think that's because they're scared of the risk of ballooning it if you go top corner. But top corner yeah, is top, really emphatic. Top, top
1: corner it? penalty is the best penalty. By a yeah. mile, you can, t- you know, take your penankas and you can take your, you know, little little dribbly ones that send the goalkeeper the wrong way. A guy absolutely fucking leathering it into the top corner is the best penalty. There's no question about it.
0: I completely agree with you there. And, and presumably unsavable as well, you know, if you get it uh, so I'd have Shearer, maybe. Shearer, Letizia, Dix. I mean, this is sort of like a mid-90s tribute team, isn't it, yeah. at the moment? What's happened to the art of penalty-taking? It's all gone awry. What about um, um,
1: Zidane? He was a good penalty-taker.
0: He was good, wasn't he? he? I liked the World Cup final uh, chippy one that just went in <laughs> off the bar. That was quite delicate. Yeah. Is is there an Arsenal player who who should be in contention? I feel like we haven't been... Blessed with the best penalty takers really over the years. Van Persie was good, as much as it pains me to admit it. Yeah. But even he missed a couple of, didn't he? Yeah, he did alright. I like that this um, is um I like this kind of banging. I don't know what this is. This is no tool that I'm but, aware of. but hang on,
1: let's listen to it for a sec. That's like ominous banging. That's
0: sort of it's I'm like, gonna get yeah, you banging. T Rex footsteps. Mm, um, or a pirate. Oh god! Oh yeah, yeah. The old peg leg, <laughs> two peg legs. It sounds like. What about? Um, what? Yeah. Have we had any other good ones? Well, Ian Lauren Wright was great. Good. Pretty
1: good Ian Wright. Yeah. Ian Wright was good. Lee Dixon used to take a good penalty. Um, who else? Lauren. I always like La- uh, Lauren's penalties. Lauren. Lauren.
0: Lauren. Lauren. I think. Lauren. I Lauren. Lauren.
1: That's his. That's his full name.
0: That was his full name. Um, okay. Well, let's. I'll put him in as well. So then it's. It's Lauren, Zidane, Shearer, Letizia, Dix. I mean, I don't know what team all these guys are playing for, but it would be decent.
1: Imagine the scrap whenever there was a penalty, though. You've got four dead guys. Four four dead guys and Julian Dix.
0: That's it. I mean, he's (laughs) winning that, isn't he? Whatever happens, he's taking it, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can Uh, imagine Zidane going in for the power headbutt and just Dix standing there, not moving.
0: Bouncing off him. Yeah. Bouncing off him. I think he. I think he sort of volunteered for a coaching role at West Ham alongside Slaven Bilic. I don't know if it actually came off, but he was definitely trying to get back into into the game. Um, but yeah, he was a genuinely terrifying footballer, Julian mm. Dix.
1: Yeah, uh, he is current first team coach for West Ham United, so I think he is a well, bit think... more than a bit more than the volunteer position.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, presumably they're paying him something. I don't know, but imagine penalty practice. I'm sure he still leathers them. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though I think his knees don't really don't really work anymore, kicks it too hard. If anything, that was his issue. <laughs> but uh, so there we go. That be my that be my big five.
1: All right, I think we'll, I'll i agree with those. I can't think of a you know another five on top of that. So uh, I'm
0: sure people will be screaming some at us, but yeah, you know, let us know, tweet yeah. them in. Um, have you got one more, or is that it, or? Um, I don't know actually. Let's have a look. Um, well, I've got one actually here. Just oh, to finish you, let's it have yours then. Come on then. Okay. This comes from
1: Dream of Sheep at Goliath Awakes. He wants to know with Messi Jew at Arsenal any day now, any day. Of course. We know what's happening. Flamini's bankrolling the whole thing. He says, How do you pronounce the name of Dennis the Menace's dog? Are you a Nasher or Gnasher?
0: Ah the the Gunabry conundrum strikes again. Um well, I would be Gnasher, but then I was Nabri for many years. So uh, what do I know?
1: What do you know, indeed?
0: Yeah. What would you, where would you stand on I, this particular... I was
1: always a Gnasher.
0: Really? Genuinely?
1: Yeah, genuinely Gnasher. I don't know why. It's just the way I read it as a kid when I used to read the, the Beano. Gnasher.
0: But when you first read Ganabri, were you Ganabri or were you Nabri?
1: I was a Nabri. Fascinating. Yeah, because I, I couldn't see any good reason. I mean, it's one thing having a cartoon dog called Gunasher or Gnu yeah. whatever, but not a person, not a person's name. That's ridiculous. So um yeah, and it's, it turns it out it's it's actually
0: Gnabry. I know. Well, there's an animal called a Gnu, isn't there? Yes. You, are you aware of this? So yeah. it's a type of antelope. Hmm. Um, and that's not new. It's gnu, gnu, yeah, So, yeah. therein lies the clue, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's why I always went with the ganasher, because I was a big fan of gnu's when I was a, when I was a young lad. Always wanted gnu. to own a gnu.
0: I mean, I th- everyone would. Mm. Just, I mean, great Scrabble word that gnu. Yeah, just squeeze it in there. Yep. Yeah. Um. I, anyway, so yeah, I was Nasher, but. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if I was wrong. We need what? to speak to someone at the Beano to, to find this out for sure.
1: Once again, the divide between us grows. It grows with each passing week. Who knows where it will end? Well, this is it. This is it. <laughs> All right. Well, look, what we're going to do now is, is let you go because you've got a whole big city out there to
0: enjoy uh, okay, and a only, holiday to. The yeah. delicious big apples that yes. are on offer here. And the donuts. Eat the donuts. Yeah, and the pizza and the hot dogs and the burgers and mm. all
1: the delicacies. All the good, all the good food come back mm. heavier.
0: American-sized. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> all right, well, look, uh, we'll be here with the cast on Friday to look ahead to what's going to happen against West Brom when Serge Gnabry won't be able to play because he's on loan. He's not allowed to play, even if he wouldn't be allowed anyway. Tony Pulis doesn't like him. Doesn't no, like he the doesn't. cut of his jib at all. So we'll be here on Friday. James and I will be back next Monday. Uh, if you see James around New York, uh, say hi. Do say hi.
0: Please. I'd, I'd love that because, mm. you know, I'm shy and it's nice to, to be made introductions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Enjoy the rest of your holiday and uh, we'll talk to you again on the next one.
0: All right. Bye bye.